What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome, baseball fans, to another Baseball America podcast. I'm Nathan Rohde alongside Connor Glassy, coming to you live from the DeMarini Demo House podcast nook in Durham, North Carolina. When it comes to buying a baseball bat, DeMarini just changed the game. Introducing Demo House, where you can step into the cage and hit the latest from DeMarini before you buy, because there's no substitute for hitting a real baseball or talking to people who know both bats and batting. Your demo time in the cage is free. Get the season started right. Visit your nearest Demo House today. Locations and full details can be found at demarini.com backslash demo house. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, upon us, another high school season. The last time Connor and I joined you was the uh, the end of October, beginning of November, uh, discussing the end of the high school showcase season. Uh, now it is the end of February, and we are talking to you about the beginning of the high school baseball season altogether. We're talking about spring games. Uh, you know, you're listening to this on Wednesday uh, February 24th, and today is the uh, beginning of the high school preview online, which is also going to be available in the issue, which will be on newsstands very soon. Uh, and more content will come out tomorrow, Thursday, February 25th. Um, a little bit of what will be in the high school preview, I'll tell you, and then Connor and I will discuss it a little bit. We both worked very hard on it and are both very relieved, at least I can say so for myself, that it is uh, finished. It's a large and daunting process. Um, but uh, the top 50 preseason is the top 50 teams in the country as voted on by our uh, ranking committee, which is comprised of uh, 8 to 10 coaches around the country that gather information from their districts, and we compile it all together, and we have a, a phone call, conference call meeting, and then uh, vote on a preseason top 50. 25 of those teams have capsules that are going online as well as in the issue. Uh, there's a high school feature that details three of these teams uh, with quotes from their coaches and the expectations that they have for the season. Uh, we have the All-America teams, which will be going up on Thursday, uh, consisting of you know short scouting reports on the first-team All-Americans as well as stats for them, and then stats for the second- and third-team All-Americans. And those are voted on by scouting directors. Uh, USA Baseball and Baseball Factory, they also partake in the voting. Uh, we also have a new... Top 100, which has a few uh, slight adjustments to it based on the All-America voting, uh, the best tools for the high school prospects for the draft. Uh, we will also be launching a high school blog this year uh, that will uh, you know, have a lot of stuff that has draft stuff in it, but also just regular high school stuff. They don't have to be draft prospects uh, or you know, just player news to be on the blog. Um, and then also we have some uh, we have some interesting games and tournaments that we want to watch for. That so that is what the high school preview contains. And Connor, I know I speak for myself, and I'm sure I can speak for you as well. Uh, I am super super psyched about the season finally getting underway. Absolutely, me too. It's um, you know it's been a long time, long layoff for us since we you know we're watching so much baseball over the summer, and mm-hmm. uh, I was going through withdrawals, you know, and it's good to be. Good to be back in the swing of things. I just hope we can all get healthy around the office here because we've all been kind of sick. <laughs> we have all been uh, very under the weather. I know I got sick in the middle of putting this issue to bed, and that was uh, probably the worst timing I've had in 
uh, in my life when it comes to projects and yep. illnesses. And uh, several of us have been uh, ill lately, but we're all starting to recover. The weather's getting nice. We're getting out to games and yeah, it felt great. It, it felt great last weekend to go out and see some real baseball. It sure did. The uh, the Caribbean series, as exciting as it can be, uh, watching it on MLB Network was cool, but it just wasn't quite cutting it for me. Right. It, there's no comparison to actually getting out and seeing baseball firsthand. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you and I went to UNC last week and saw them play George Washington, and that it was good to just get out in the sun and mm-hmm. you know hear the ping and you know the crack of the mitts and. It was good. Absolutely, so, uh, no doubt. Definitely excited. So, but one of the uh, one of the first entities of the uh, high school preview we'll talk about um, is the high school preseason top fifty. And yeah. uh, Connor, this is one of the biggest projects that I have is trying to get this list together, and it's yeah. not all done by myself. I uh, wanted to actually ask you. I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit in the intro, but talk a little bit more about the whole process of putting the list together and ranking these teams because. You know, there's thousands of high school teams across the country, and it's got to be hard trying to line them up, you know. Um, so talk a little bit more about that process, because we don't do too many high school podcasts around here, and I, I don't think people are really in tune to how this all works. So, Well, the, the process is uh, certainly uh, there isn't an exact science to it, because it is high school baseball. There are, you know, thousands of schools that, you know, have high school baseball programs, Um Obviously, not all of them have strong high school baseball programs, um, but the ones that do deserve to be recognized, um, you know, need to be in there. And what we do is we have a committee that has that is divided up into eight districts, and each district has a uh, a representative, and that representative is a coach of a high school in that area, in mm-hmm. that district. And what he does is he he has his contact list. Um, for you know the several states that he covers, um, and, and there's no really rhyme or reason to how the U.S. is you know split up, but you can guess it's it's pretty standard. Regional. I mean, it's very regional. You know, there's the Southeast, and then Texas and Louisiana are in the same one with Oklahoma, but because those states are so big, that's one district. Whereas the Northeast has like ten states. Right. So yeah. it, it, it's it's kind of like, like a scouting department. It is. It's yeah. it's exactly like a scouting department if you split the country up <clears throat> eight ways. And the uh, the coach in that uh, district has his contact list. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he goes through his contacts and he lines up the teams in his district. So they're essentially district or regional rankings. Right. Um, so if we split up our top 25 for college, you know, based on regions, you would see it in a certain order. So what we do is then we take each of those lists from the coaches and we put all the information together in one sheet and they provide us with info you know, saying, well, this team has this many Division One signees, this many uh, potential pro draft picks, uh, you know, things like this, this many returning starters from a state championship mm-hmm. team, or they lost in a state championship, but, you know, 11 guys are back, so on and so forth. Sure. And then we pass all that information, once we get it all, back out to the coaches. Uh, there's the eight district coaches, there's two at-large guys uh, who are, you know, basically veterans of the committee who mm-hmm. provide their insight. There is um, my co-chair, Ron DeVinney, who is the executive director of the National High School Baseball Coaches Association, who's the committee that we partner with on this, um, and then myself, the executive chair um, of the committee, and, and we vote, and we take all this information and we vote on a top 50 for the preseason. 
and that is how the uh, the preseason list is come uh, comes together. Yeah. And then in season, it, it's the same thing. You know, every two weeks, the the guys gather their information, they keep up with the teams, and then they adjust it accordingly uh, as to what happens. You know, teams win, teams lose. You know, teams rise out of nowhere. Teams just fall off the face of the earth. Right. And we do top 25s within the season. And then at the end of the season, when it's all said and done, everyone's won their state championships, we do another top 50. Yep. Okay. So that's the process. I think it's one of the better ones because I don't think uh, I don't think we get more insight. Uh, I don't think you can get more insight. Um, right. I mean, certainly you can, you can talk to more people, but we pretty much maximize uh, our contacts. Um and I don't think anyone does it quite like us. And there's lots of other lists out there, and I know that they all do uh, a lot of work. But we have, you know, ten guys that are talking to another ten to twenty mm-hmm. to thirty guys themselves uh, around the country. So there's a lot of good, good information coming in from around the country to put this list together. So I, I feel very strongly about it. Yeah, that's good. Hey, you talked about, you know, some of the important factors for finding out who these good teams are, you know, returning starters, of course, pro prospects, and, and you'll, you know, listeners will notice when this list comes out that a lot of these schools have, you know, guys from our top 100 are on these teams. You know, it's no coincidence that the good teams have the good players. It is. It definitely is not a coincidence whatsoever. I mean, you know, these teams, in high school baseball, you know, it's like college baseball. You can be strong up the middle, but and one player can carry a team, but the top teams in the country, the ones that you're going to see on this list, you know, they're going to have that one guy that's probably in the top 100. There's only one team, uh, well, there's, sorry, there's two teams with two guys in the top 100, maybe three, Um, but uh, beyond those guys, there's guys behind them that might not be in the top 100, but they're still Division One guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to play for good Division One programs and, you know, maybe right. excel and become pro guys later. But, you know, you've got, you've got the name guys at the top of that team, but then they've got a good supporting cast behind them. And that's what it really takes to, uh, you know, have some of the... Yeah, top team in the country. I mean, you know, we were talking about how there's thousands of different teams. Having more than one D1 guy on a high school team is really good. It is. You know, in the grand scheme of things. It is. It absolutely is. Um, you know, there's uh, the top team this year, Bel Air, mm-hmm. uh, to, start, to start the season, uh, has, you know, several Division One signees, um, and they even have underclassmen that are, you know, Division One verbal. They can't be signees yet, sure. obviously. But, and that's Bel Air, you know, Texas. Bel Air, Texas. Fresh Prince yeah, of Bel Air. Not Fresh Prince of Bel Air in California. Not the little lake town that I used to go to in Bel Air, Michigan. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's Bel Air outside of Houston. Mm-hmm. A, a very good program, and uh, if you know your baseball very well, uh, it's where Chuck Knobloch went to high school. Okay. Um, so they have uh, they are the number one team to start the season, and uh, they that's their formula is they have strength in pitching and they have several Division One signees mm-hmm. returning. Uh, you know those guys are back from last year. They got bounced from the playoffs early, but they're uh, they're back and very good, looking to make some noise. Yeah, we're not going to spoil the whole you know top fifty here, but um, talk about you know there, there's a number of teams on this list that are kind of high school powerhouses, you could say, teams that are on this list year in and year out. Talk about a few of those and what, you know, makes them such good programs. 
Well, the uh, I did a story on this a couple of years ago about you know the high school dynasty, and a lot of coaches got scared when I threw out that word dynasty. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, a team like uh, a good example is Owasso mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. You know, they uh, they started 6A competition in Oklahoma in the mid 90s. I think it was 1995 or 1996, and since then Owasso has been to the uh, to the state finals. Uh, 12 out of 13 years, something, you know, crazy like right. that. And you wonder, you know, what's in the water? You know, it's not, you know, an enormous city. It's not Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when it is a big city like that, they're not all going to the same high school. What it is is they have they, – they instill this tradition among the community that when the young kids that are 9, 10 years old running out to see, you know, maybe their older brother – or just going with their dad, their neighbor, see, yeah. their neighbor, going to see their neighbor play or something like that. They go out and they see Owasso baseball, and they see this tradition, and they, you know, they they want to be a part of that, and they really buy into it. They go to the camps, and mm-hmm. the Owasso kids, the Owasso players, you know, help run the camps. The coaches help run the camps, and they really um, put out their values of the program, and they buy into it from an early age. Um, and another good example is uh, Horizon High in Arizona. When I talked to their coach, Coach Kibler, um, a couple of years ago uh, for this story, he said, you know, they buy into our tradition. And when a kid is 9 or 10 years old sitting in the stands watching us play against, you know, other Scottsdale teams or teams from, uh, you know, the Phoenix area, you know, they look at their parents and they say, I want to be a Husky. Mm-hmm. I want to be a Husky ball player, and that's that's what it really takes to you know have a, have a strong high school program. Sure. Like what you see with uh, typically associated with Texas high school football, that exactly. sort of thing, that exactly. sort of mentality. Yep. Yep. You got you buy into the tradition at an early age, and it it has a lot to do with what the program does to promote themselves uh, within the community. So. But uh, that's the uh, that's you know the basics of the of the top 50 preseason. So be sure to check those online at baseballamerica.com, uh, and also check out the feature where I highlighted uh, Edison High School in Huntington Beach, California, Farragut High in Knoxville, Tennessee, as well as Columbus High in Miami. Uh, three very strong programs that are going to look to challenge Bel Air for the national title this mm-hmm. year. Some very interesting stuff going on with those schools. So be sure to check that out. Uh, another uh, another piece to our high school preview uh, is the uh, the All Americans, which is voted on by scouting directors. Uh, USA Baseball also votes on the uh, the players, as as does Baseball Factory, a scouting partner of ours. Um, and Connor, you and I both worked on these capsules and are very familiar uh, with, with these players. And uh, we won't give away you know the whole teams because this are actually coming out. You know, you're listening to this on a Wednesday. These are coming out on Thursday. But uh, is there anyone that you want to just pick out real quick um, from either any of the teams that you uh, that you want to point out that's uh, you know a player to keep an eye on or highlight? Yeah, I mean one player, two players actually kind of uh, jumped out at me. You know, um, I think a lot of the players that made our, our first team All American team were expected. Mm-hmm. You know, the the top guys that we've seen all summer and uh, some of the top players in our top 100 high school you know draft list. Um, the two guys that kind of stood out because there wasn't as much consensus, I guess, or it was a little more split than I thought it might be, uh, was at catcher, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Ovisky is our first team All-American catcher, mm-hmm. and that was. Um, I mean, it's not a surprise because Levisky's a great catcher, and we saw him and really liked him this summer. Mm-hmm. But it was it, it was a position where there wasn't a consensus as much as some of these other positions. It was a little more the the vote was a little more spread out, um, you know, which put Levisky up there at the top, and and that was interesting to me to see that you know it was kind of a, a position where there wasn't as much consensus, mm-hmm. you know, that, as some of the other positions, um, and I think that kind of talk, you know talks about how this is there isn't maybe one guy that stands out this year at catcher, but also the fact that teams and um, you know, club officials evaluate catchers differently, I think, than other positions. Mm-hmm. Some you could tell that some clubs really put a strong emphasis on defense at that position. Absolutely. And some, you know, would vote for the guy maybe with a better bat that might have, you know, questions about whether or not he can stay behind the plate mm-hmm. you know they'll take a chance on that that kid who can really hit mm-hmm. um and try to work him out and you know hope that he can get good enough to to stay there you know as he progresses through the minor leagues so that's that that was kind of interesting to me and then the second one uh was Dustin Alley and just how much support he got at third base um mm-hmm. you know we we saw him all summer and I knew that he was really strong and I knew he could hit you know I mean I saw him hit a, a broken bat home run I've talked about that a lot because it it's one of the, the things that really stood out for me this summer, um, but I just didn't I, I just didn't really think he would get that much support as a third baseman just because of how special his arm strength is, and um, you know I, I figured he would be more of a unanimous selection for him as, as a pitcher, but he got it was more of a split vote on him, which which stood out to me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Any any surprises there for you? Or? Well, I think the surprise for me kind of goes in hand with your with. Alex Levisky, and nothing right. against Alex. You know, he's a, he's a great ball player. Uh, guys really like his swing. I like him defensively. He's very strong. He's also a good kid. I got to talk great with leader. him. Great leader, yeah. Good leader, very good leader. We know he can handle velocity. That's right. He's a teammate of Stetson Alley yep. uh, in high school. And I got to talk to Alex a lot at Jupiter. You know, we were sitting watching a, a game together, and we, you know, talked for several innings. He's a great kid. Uh, you know, was really looking forward to, uh, you know, Georgia Tech um, as his commitment, uh, so you know I, I really like him as a catcher. Uh, but my surprise was um, was with Stefan Sabol not being the first team catcher. Yeah. Um, but you know, in looking back at it, uh, I don't think you know it's necessarily saying Levisky is, is uh, you know the better player because Sabol you know is, is very high on our our top 100, whereas Levisky yeah, he's much higher of, than, than yeah, Levisky. Sabol is is way near the top. Levisky's you know you know middle of the road of our top 100. Um, but in looking at it, trying to kind of figure out what happened, I came up with this: Sabol. Some guys think he can catch. Some guys don't. Now, where I think that came into you know affect the All America team is if they didn't think he could catch, they didn't vote for him. Um, and some teams, instead of not just not voting for him at all, they wrote him in elsewhere. Yeah. One team wrote him in as an outfielder. Someone wrote him in as a third baseman. You know things like that. And then you know some teams just left him off completely. They didn't add him in anywhere else. And I think with the point system, that is you know another thing that ended up you know kind of messing with the results. I guess and even though the the results are clean, you know he gets second team, even though right. he deserves, 
you know, quite possibly to be a first teamer in terms yeah, of yeah, it was close, it was player. close, but he's recognized. He's on the second team, and all of those players are very good ball players very, with very, good. very, very promising futures. Yeah, um, and Sabol is uh, is no exception. He's got an exceptional bat, uh, and we certainly wish. Uh, High high things to come for him in the future. Absolutely, and and uh, you and I were both really happy with how this layout turned out. If you if you pick up, um, I'm not sure how it's going to look on- online, but if you pick up the magazine, they're working on it to be something similar. But if get the magazine, yeah. If you if you pick up the magazine or if you subscribe, you know the, the layout of the All American team is exceptional. It really jumps off the page, and it really looks great. Yeah, we'll give a shout out to uh, our production staff member Tiffany Schwartz. Yep, she uh, didn't outstanding job laying this out and designing it. It really just jumps off the page, and she did uh, she did an excellent job. So I was very, very pleased with it. So be sure to pick up the magazine off newsstands and uh, frame it, because it'll, <laughs> it'll look, it would look good on a wall in a frame. So, But uh, that's the All-Americans. Uh, you know, those will go up Thursday. Going up with the All-Americans on Thursday will also be uh, a new uh, and slightly tweaked uh, high school top slightly tweaked high school top 100 for the draft prospects yep. which also includes um the uh the best tools for the uh top prospects and uh Connor you want to tell us a little bit about that since that is uh you know your your bread and butter yeah sure put the best i mean the uh, top 100 we we put out the last one right after right after Jupiter i think um obviously not too much can change between now and then just maybe a little bit you know cuz nobody's really played but just a little bit of shuffling based on some, th- you know, feedback we got from the top, from the All-American ballots, and just you know some more general feedback from you know working our beat and trying to figure all these guys out. Um, so a little bit of shuffling here and there for the top 100, and then the best tools, um, just like the college best tools. You know, we list best athlete, best pure hitter, best power, fastest runner, best defender, and then for pitchers, best fastball, best secondary pitch, best command. Uh, most intriguing background, closest to the majors, and helium potential for guys, you know, lower down the list that could vault up um, based on what they do this spring. Um, Jameson Tyone pretty much ran away with the, the pitching categories, which <laughs> shouldn't be a surprise. You know, as a, uh, the number one guy on our list and a unanimous first-team All-American. So that shouldn't surprise anybody. All, I won't spoil any other surprises because uh, I think it's worth a read but there's some there's some good nuggets in there I think so definitely some good nuggets so yep. uh, we also mentioned before that uh, with the, the high school preview we're launching a, a high school blog now uh, and it's not just going to be limited to to draft stuff you know we found that in the past you know if you and I went to a game or something newsworthy happened uh, in the country you know we didn't really have a place for it when we wanted to blog it. Yeah, there was know? always that kind of gray area. We kind of were fitting the, the square peg in the round hole of, you know, well, it's high school, so just put it on the draft blog, whatever. Right. You know, the guy might not get drafted, but, you know, he's draft eligible, obviously, or he will be down the road. Well, now we have a high school blog, which will, you know, give us the venue for uh, such news. Uh, one of the perfect places for it, and even though it's, you know, kind of sad news and would have been, you know, a tough way to kick off the blog was when John Stevenson, the the head coach in uh, California for El Segundo High, uh, when he passed away, mm-hmm. um, before we got a full-blown news story on who he was, it would have been great to have that blog to just say, 
you know, legendary coach John Stevenson right. passes away. You know, he had gone to the playoffs, you know, 46 out of his 50 seasons or something I mean, remark- crazy something remarkable. like that. Um, you know, he was all 50 seasons, he was at the same high school, coached George Brett. You know, that would have been a, a good quick hit blog item. Right. And uh, we didn't have that blog. Or if you and I go to a game and it's got an underclassman or, you know, an interesting D1 guy, but we know he's not a draft prospect and we want to write about him. High school blog is going to be a good place for sure. that. Or just a game in general. We saw, you know, a one-to-one 12-inning pitcher's duel between two guys. You know, that's fun to blog and not necessarily, you know, worthy in the draft blog. So now we have the high school blog for that. Yep. And we're uh, we're really interested to see see how it goes. And we certainly want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Uh, if you if you if there's what something do you want, you to, want see to see on the high school blog? Yeah. I mean, Tell I know us we're what you want. You know, we're going to try to get a little bit of video up there because Connor got this really sweet new camera uh, for Christmas. Uh, try to use that. You already saw a little example with the Gauntlet Eldemeyer video, which if you haven't seen that yet, check it out on Draft Log. It's on the it's Draft really Log, cool. yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna go shoot for things we'll like some, that. I'd like to do some player interviews on there. Yep. Q&As, you know. Sure. Um, so. And li- I'd, li- I'd really like it to be a place where high school baseball players can come learn about what other kids are doing throughout the country and, mm-hmm. you know, make it a community where they can, you know, post comments and talk about, you know, teams in their area and really, um, you know, get that get that feedback going and that communication. Absolutely. And one of the blogs that you'll read about uh, uh, with the preview uh, right now is uh, I highlighted some interesting games to watch. Uh, there's lots of intriguing matchups this year. There's the national tournaments that happen every year that have the top teams facing each other. Uh, but there's also some going to be some good matchups around the country, just games that pit a prospect against a prospect. Yep. Um, I'm really interested to see if Cam Bedrosian has to face Zach Alvord when East Coetta uh, faces South Forsyth. Um, Stefan Sabol might have to face Peter Tago when Alyssa Nagel and Dana Hills be uh, fun. goes against each other. Uh, so I highlighted a few of those, so be sure to check that out on the blog because that will... Uh, have some interesting stuff. And when yeah, if you're a high school baseball happen. fan or if, mm-hmm. you know, you'd like uh, following the draft, that'll be a good place to come and see, mm-hmm. you know, if there's any games going on in your area that you can go, you know, see some of these, exactly. these top prospects. Exactly. And when those games backyard. do happen, we'll blog it. We'll talk yep. about it. If something interesting happens, that's the perfect place for it. It's a good landing spot. No doubt. No doubt. So that is uh, that is the – Basics of all the high school preview, which is you know now up at baseballamerica.com and also going up tomorrow, Thursday, February 25th. Uh, Connor, is there anything else that you want to add before we uh, start to wrap things up here? Um, well, I mean, we have one of those, some of those interesting matchups right in our backyard here. We do, up. we do. Yeah. We actually, uh, you and I are going to have a uh, very interesting first week of March. Um, we have some good underclassmen that are pitching. The Impact Invitational uh, is uh, an event put on by Impact Baseball, which is a a scouting and uh, development camp uh, program that's in North Carolina, and they also dabble with South Carolina players and Virginia players. Uh, But it's mostly North Carolina, and they put on this event that has uh, 18 teams play. So there's nine games, three games during three different time slots, and uh, there's some good prospects playing. Connor and Aaron's going to play. Uh, Matt Matt Graham, uh, Matt Roberts, Matt Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Matt Graham's with Graham the Giants now. Uh, 
Matt Roberts, who goes to Graham High School. Uh, he'll be playing. Uh, Dylan Maples, an underclassman from Pinecrest High, will be pitching. Uh, he's strong right-hander, you know, sitting low 90s, we're told. Yep. Uh, Benton Moss could possibly be pitching. We haven't confirmed that yet. Yeah, it's a good it's a good year for... 2011 will be a good year for uh, pitchers in the state. It will be very good for uh, North Carolina uh, pitchers. I think all right-handers, actually. Yep. Um, Maples, Moss, and... Maples, um, Moss, and then uh, Adam, Adam Griffin. Griffin, who hopefully on the following Tuesday... Uh, I think it's like March 9th, we're going to try to see him over by Winston-Salem facing Ty Linton, who's an yep. outfielder with Charlotte Christian, very uh, very athletic, also a high, high school football recruit, big-time uh, recruit for North Carolina. Yep. Those two will be facing Linebacker. each other likely, uh, which should be one of the intriguing matchups. So uh, that'll be more good blog items. So That's see, right. high school blog is taken off already. We've got 15 posts all done. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a good time of year. Virtually done. So, but um, that's the uh, that's the stuff of the high school preview. Uh, we uh, we thank you for joining us. He's Connor Glassy. I'm Nathan Larodi, and we were uh, joining you live here from the DeMarini Demo House Podcast Nook in Durham, North Carolina. When it comes to buying a baseball bat, DeMarini just changed the game. Introducing Demo House, where you can step into the cage and hit the latest from DeMarini before you buy because there's no substitute for hitting a real baseball or talking to people who know both bats and batting. Your demo time in the cage is free. Get the season started right. Visit your nearest demo house today. Locations and full deta- details can be found at demarini.com backslash demo house. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.